In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Three in One who comes to us so that He might be misunderstood. Die on a cross. And then give us the Holy Spirit all in a move that is so, so very hard to understand. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, today is Father's Day and happy Father's Day to all of you out there that are fathers or are father types to other people. Today is also Trinity Sunday. It's kind of weird that these two holidays coincide together today because normally Trinity Sunday and Father's Day are a little bit farther apart. But because of the way that the liturgical year works, what we have today is a combination, sort of a perfect storm of Father's Day and Trinity Sunday. And of course it works out pretty well for us. Because if you walk through the card shop at Publix or at Hallmark or wherever you go, and you start looking at the Father's Day card section, you'll see there something that helps you to understand this trinity that is so hard sometimes to understand. You see, when you walk through and you look at those cards that are addressed to fathers, those cards that you take other people's words and you give them to your dad and you say, Hey, here you go. This is how I feel about you. When you read those words, those words are oftentimes, most of the times, about the bigness of your father. If you read those cards, they'll say things like, Dad... You showed me exactly what it is to be a man. And I respect you above all other men out there. Or you'll hear things like, Dad, you you loved me so much as your daughter. And I just can't even begin to describe all of the love that I felt from you as a daughter. And a lot of what we celebrate today about our fathers is how big our fathers can be to us. And how we looked up to them from the moment that we can, as far back as what we can remember. Looking up to our fathers and looking up to them and saying, That man, that's my dad. And he's the greatest person that I know of. He's the biggest person maybe that you knew for a long time. He's maybe the person who had the gruffest voice they ever heard. Or maybe he's just the person who filled your heart with so much joy that you could hardly contain it. And you live that way for a long time. But then eventually you begin to see the smallness that's under the bigness, don't you? You begin to see in your father some of those things that, well, they're not big at all. In fact, they're very, very small and sometimes even very, very 
shameful. You begin to see things about your father. You begin to see the predictability of your father's sins. How he seems to flip his mood like that. Or how perhaps he does something else that harms other people or maybe even perhaps harms you. You see... Every one of our fathers, no matter how big they are, no matter how great they are, no matter how well they fit those hallmark descriptions of what fatherhood is like, all of our fathers have in them that smallness, too. Of course, you can't really blame them for having that smallness. You can't really point your finger at their smallness, Because you realize that you probably have your own smallness as well. And a lot of times, their smallness and your smallness are just as related as you are to them. Sometimes you look at the things that you hate about yourself, those sins that you commit yourself. And you see them in your father. And it's tough. But you realize that you do the same things that perhaps sometimes you blame your father for. And your father knew that from the very moment that you were born. Your father knew that just like he was a sinner, that you would be a sinner. From the very moment that you were born, your father looked at you, and if he was honest, as he looked into the future, as he looked upon you as this little baby child, sure, he looked upon you just like God looked upon creation, and he said, it is so good. But as he looked into your future, what he was able to see was a child that was going to sin. A child that was going to rebel against Him. A child that was going to hurt others and probably hurt Him. A child who was going to lie. A child who was going to cheat. A child who was going to do awful, awful things. And He knew that you were going to do that. Because he knew he was capable of doing the same. You see, that's probably the most most difficult to understand thing about fathers. Is that they look, look at us. They look at us and realize that we are going to hurt them. They look at us and we, they realize that we are going to hurt others. They look at us and they realize that we are going to at times be failures. They look at us and they see that at times we are going to disappoint them. And yet, they still look at us and they love us. So deeply. Even despite the sins that we commit and the sins that they know that we are going to commit.
they love us in that way. And that is a perfect mirror of the most difficult to understand thing about the Trinity as well. In just a few moments, we are going to speak together the words of the Athanasian Creed. And if you've never spoken the words of the Athanasian Creed, let me give you a little bit of a preview. It's confusing. You're going to read it and you're going to feel like you got lost in the second line and everybody else is going on without you. And it's difficult to understand because the Trinity is difficult to understand. And maybe you thought this morning, since it was Trinity Sunday, that we were going to get into some deep discussion about Trinitarian math and how the Father is not the Spirit, but the Spirit is not the Father, and how that all works out. But that's not the most difficult to understand thing about the Trinity. The most difficult to understand thing about the Trinity is that this Father took His only begotten Son and had Him die on a cross for your sins. And then on top of that, after His Son had died on the cross and He had raised Him from the dead, He didn't just leave you there because He knew that you were going to continue to commit sins, that you would have to get forgiven and re-forgiven for a lot of the same sins that you already committed. And so He gave you the gift of this Holy Spirit then on top of that so that you could go out and that you could go, as our Gospel reading says, teaching and baptizing people to understand this complex God. A God who would give up His only Son for you. An adopted Son Or an adopted daughter. And then, He would give you this this Spirit who would live in your hearts forever and tell you how much He loved you. The Athanasian Creed is difficult to understand, but it looks like 2 plus 2 equals 4 compared to the Difficult to understand love that this Father has shown to you, a sinful human being. And how much He loves you is shown in that greatest mystery of the Trinity. That this God came into this world so that He might save you from your sin, and so that you might live with Him for all of eternity. Amen.